Welcome to the Garden Path Podcast. I'm your host, Misty Little. This is episode 14. Um, At the end of episode 13, I said I probably wouldn't be podcasting a whole heck of a lot this summer, and that's still probably going to be true, but I kind of came up with the idea to do summer journal recordings. And that's mostly because I'm quite busy in the garden, and I know you're quite busy in the garden, as well as all the people who I wanted to interview, and so I thought I would wait for summer and the growing season to kind of taper down and return to interviews um, in the fall. But at the same time, I know people like to have content, and I like to listen to content, and I thought it'd be fun to do um, maybe twice monthly journals. And the first thing I thought I would uh, do would be to kind of talk about the crazy weather we've had this spring. It's been a wetter than normal uh, spring here in Houston, and we've had a couple, you know, pretty big heavy rain events. Um, I say the biggest one <laughs> before this last one was called the Tax Day Flood, and that was back at the end of April on Tax Day. And we had um, pretty heavy rainfall. The worst of it happened to be just probably 10, 10 miles south of us. Um, but we got quite a bit of rain, and uh, since we live on a pond, uh, we get water that comes in the yard when we have heavy rain events and um, we have a couple low spots in our front yard and that ponds and you know it's all kind of to be expected we've 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 seen this before we have flood insurance um we knew this is a possibility when we moved in so we had this tax day flood in april and you know it, it would kind of shut things down around here and um then uh two weeks ago april um May 26th and 27th, um, <laughs> we had insane floods and it kind of came up. Um, we didn't really expect it. Uh, Thursday on the 26th, we were at work, got cloudy and dark, and um, checked the radar. And it looks like College Station, which is about an hour northwest of us, was having some heavy rain and flooding. And, um, the system at that time appeared to be skirting us. And so I was just, that's great. We had Memorial day camping weekend plans and, you know, we didn't want to deal with that. And, you know, rain had been in the forecast for, you know, the last 10 days we knew it was going to rain, but we weren't really expecting this kind of stuff. So by the evening of that Thursday, we get home and the rain starts here and don't want to think too much of it. We have dinner and feeding the toddler and I look out the window in about 45 minutes I'm like "Hmm, hey the pond's up in the yard and we just kind of keep an eye on it and 15 minutes goes by hey it's even further up and by that time it's toddler bedtime and I'm getting a toddler to bed and my husband goes outside and kind of keeping an eye on things he's really going out to make sure nothing's going to float away and there's nothing important that that can't get wet. So he goes and does that. And meanwhile, he's texting me. Yep. Coming down hard up, coming up higher than it did on tax day. 20 minutes later. Um, there's water flowing between our houses, between my house and the neighbors. And we've never seen that before. And meanwhile, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm sitting in the toddler's room, trying to get him to bed, not being able to see this and totally freaking out. And, um, 
Finally, when the toddler goes to bed, I escape outside, and sure enough, it's bad. There's water flowing between the houses. It's coming up. It's very close to our neighbor's house, and eventually we do find out the neighbor did get water in his house. Um, So basically, it's like a stream running from my front yard to the backyard, and um, pretty insane. And the storm had been sitting on us for about two, two and a half hours, just relentlessly pounding, pounding, pounding. So meanwhile, we've had this wet spring and the ground's already saturated, saturated. So nothing's draining very well. Um, if it had been dry, like it had been several years ago when we've had the drought, it wouldn't be, you know, nearly so bad. Um, probably would have still been (laughs) bad at some point, but, um, not in that beginning period. So, we narrowly escaped that night. We had a taper off of uh, the rain for about 45 minutes, which allowed things to drain a little bit. But um, the closest we came for the water coming in an area building uh, was the, the man cave. And my husband went out and got everything off the ground that he could. And we were just going to have to suck up whatever happened. But thankfully, nothing happened. <laughs> And so overnight, um, it rained a couple more times. We're having to worry about our septic system because the water actually has come up, you know, close to the drain field and to the septic tank. And, you know, a couple times I heard gurgling (laughs) in my pipes and I'm just thinking, oh, that's just what I want is my septic to back up into the house. That didn't happen. So by morning, water is going down, still flooded the roads, um, we can't go to work um, because the creeks have flooded and those aren't going down anytime soon. But the pond is, has gone down enough for us to actually leave our neighborhood and it flows, it had flown over the road and the dam. But um, at that point, the next morning had gone down. It was just flowing through um, underneath, underneath the road through the culvert. Well, it's not a culvert, but you know the dam. And, um, so we were able to get out and do a few things and the front yard's still pretty wet. It's going to take a while to drain up there. But Friday afternoon, we get round two of storms that just want to sit on top of us. And because nothing is going to drain very fast and it's already been flooded, we basically have a repeat of the night before. And, um, it was pretty crazy knowing that um, we're trying to keep in contact with some neighbors to make sure they're not flooded out. And they did get some water in their house, um, as well as our directly adjacent neighbors. Um, but we were the one of the lucky few on the this side of the pond uh, who did not get flooded. But most people who lived on the pond or the creek directly uh, did get water in the house to some extent, as well as I think I saw around 600 people in, uh, in the county. Um, so it's pretty bad. Needless to stay, say, say uh, the storm system, uh, was pretty brutal to the rest of Texas too. There was flash flooding in San Antonio and Austin up in, uh, Fort Worth area and the whole Brazos river Valley, um, suffers some pretty bad damage. And it's still, I mean, it's two weeks later and they're still talking about flooding down, um, in the lower towns, uh, right before you get to the Gulf of Mexico, before it drains out there. So it's going to take a while for all of that to, 
um, recover, which is just kind of crazy because, you know, two, not two, three years ago, we were having an epic drought here. And I'm sure before long, we'll be back in another drought and we'll be kind of wishing for maybe about a quarter of the rain we just got. So, and I was going to say, I did check that we usually get about 50 inches of rain a year and we are already about 40 inches of rain for the year. And it is, you know, the first of June. So that kind of says a lot for what we've got. And, you know, if we get a tropical system that comes, it's going to be kind of crazy. Um, so meanwhile, in all of this, our garden completely floods, uh, the vegetable garden that is not that the regular garden hasn't had its own problems for being too wet. Um, but the vegetable garden had probably two to three feet of water sitting on it. And, um, the damage so far, I am actually surprised that some things are trying to come back. Um, looks like we lost a couple tomatoes and the collard greens look pretty rough. Um, definitely glad we pulled the onions when we did (laughs) pulled them about a week before. Um, so that was good timing. Don't think our garlic isn't going to do very good this year. Uh, we've had bad luck with garlic anyway, but, um, I don't think the water this year helped that at all. And, um, artichokes, artichokes look like they're trying to come back. I was worried about some asparagus. Um, so far, most everything surprisingly is looking all right. Uh, we have a couple trees that we were kind of keeping an eye on. A peach tree was wilting and it's still kind of wilty. Um, but we're not sure if it's going to pull through. If we can get some more time for it to dry out, its feet not to be so wet, maybe it won't be so bad. And just really just kind of keeping things, uh, a tab on things to see how they're going to recuperate in the next few weeks and uh, over the summer. If it gets too hot and dry, you know, going from one drastic side to the other, um, definitely going to be a shocker to some of these plants. Um, And I mentioned uh, in the garden stuff that didn't like wet feet. I have a uh, flowering maple and it was really beautiful, but it has not liked all the rain and it has been kind of wilty and droopy and kind of upsetting for me. So I hope it pulls through. It's had to keep a tab on things. So another downside to all this rain has been uh, lots of plant growth. And you know, usually we get kind of this hot weather, things kind of stagnate. We don't get so many weeds, but it's been relentless with weeds again. Um, you know, you get caught up on an area and before you know it, uh, you're having to try to catch up again. And it's kind of insane trying to keep up with it. And I kind of reminded myself uh, by looking at some pictures of our garden in Florida that I there were definitely some summers that I we didn't kind of let the garden go to whatever it was going to do. Because it was hot, it was muggy, and just you didn't want to be outside and all of that. And the mosquitoes were awful. The mosquitoes are awful here. And um, you don't want to be doing all that in the summer. It gets hot. And the humidity zaps all of your energy. So trying not to beat myself up on not being able to keep up with stuff and just being okay with all of that. Um, Definitely will be upsetting because we won't have tomatoes this year. (laughs) 
not many they'll forget anything it will be just for eating here and there there was not going to be any canning unless I can manage to do some fall tomatoes which I've not been successful with in Texas yet um mostly because the heat just kills them in July and August uh we'll just have to see how that goes but we're getting a crazy crop of blackberries which is really really exciting because uh the original place we planted them we tried to make them a kind of border between our neighbor uh acted as a divider and um, it was too shady the deer kept getting to them and we just didn't have success and so chris moved them to um, one of the perimeter beds of the vegetable garden and they took off they did a lot of growing last year we got a couple but it's this year that we've had a crazy crop and i expect next year will be even better um, we've been pretty much keeping on top with eating them straight with blackberry uh, cobbler, just eating them straight. I've, we made um, uh, bluebell ice cream. We've gotten some of that and I put it in there. Um, so it's been perfect. I will probably freeze some and I'm going to look into making some jam. So that way I have some for later in the year to enjoy. So that is probably a, the only plus right now out there in the garden. Um, and I guess another surprising plus would be the squash. I don't know how they survived all that water. And usually our squash is, it's a battle to get squash growing because of the squash vine borers. It's, it's really difficult for us, but they have done well and they knock on wood are still kind of thriving. And there's actually a squash out there that I should have picked like two days ago, but um, that's doing good. The cucumbers are doing good. I've actually done a few pickles. Um, I don't really eat too many cucumbers straight. I am pretty much a pickling kind of person with cucumbers. So I've been doing a lot of that. Um, trying to think of what else. Oh, I've been pulling carrots. I pulled probably about a third of the bed and they had, they did start rotting. I did not pull them in time. I should have pulled them about two weeks before I pulled the onions. And, um, so surprisingly that third of the bed I washed those and that was about a gallon and a half uh baggies worth which you know that's pretty good for <laughs> for surviving floods and being pulled way too late and then I'm gonna have to go out and pull the rest of those this weekend and um I hope we can blanch some and freeze them the ones we Chris pulled last year I can't even remember how many we pulled but it was a giant cooler full of them and we even gave tons away but we blanched those and we've eaten carrots for the last year from the we frozen um so those are they're really good to have and they're great for later in the year um coming up i need to get on the ball with beans and okra sweet potatoes i want to plant some loofah um trying to think of what else is really good right now watermelons and cantaloupe pumpkins spaghetti squash um all the winter squashes um that kind of stuff is what i need to get on the ball with but my goal for this weekend is to try to weed as much as possible out there in the vegetable bed and get mulch and mulch those beds so that way i can get on top of that weed problem and just hope that maybe 
the rest of the rain for the summer are short little bouts of rain and just, you know, typical afternoon thunderstorms, uh, that kind of thing, enough to give everything a nice drink and then move off because I don't think anybody here in Houston wants any more rain anytime soon. Um, let's see what else. Chris has been making a giant bat box and I will post pictures of it when it's finished and I'm going to have him on here to talk about that because it's a crazy, crazy design. And I don't know how he's going to get it up anymore, but it's humongous. But the, we do have bats in our other bat boxes. And he actually came in here earlier and said there were bat babies. So he's very excited about that. Um, oh, I guess, uh, speaking of bats, because they're back in the backyard, we'll switch to peach trees because they're back in the backyard. Uh, we had a bunch of peaches on the trees, um, even the one that wasn't doing great from the flood. And went away for our camping uh, Oh went away for a weekend after the camping trip and found all the peaches missing. And I guess first we thought maybe someone dared to come back in their backyard and steal them, but um, we think the deer decided to get them. Or maybe the peach trees dropped the peaches because they've had such much stress. I'm not quite sure, but there's a couple left. We're not going to get the crop that I was hoping for. So it just means next year... That's something we're going to hopefully look for um, to be better. There are a couple citrus on, I think, the lemon tree. Um, but, you know, it's going to be only a couple. We'll have to keep an eye on that, too. And I guess I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, kind of only what's going on right now. Um, still waiting for the rest of the front yard to kind of dry up so that I can finish mowing it. Uh, it's still soggy. But, yep, I'll wrap it up there. And if you guys have any questions or anything you want me to talk about in the next podcast, I will probably do another one in about two weeks to wrap up what's going on for the rest of June. Uh, you can reach me at GPath Podcast on Twitter or GardenPathPodcast at gmail.com or at the GardenPathPodcast.com. And don't forget to... Uh, drop a rating and review on iTunes uh, too. That'd be awesome. Or Stitcher. That'd be great too. All right. You guys have a great June.